Getting In is sponsored by Audible.com. Audible.com has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio projects. Just for being a Getting In listener, you can get a free audiobook of your choice by going to www.audible.com college. From Slate and Panoply, this is Getting In, a podcast series about the college admissions process. I'm Julie Lithcott-Hames. I'm the former dean of freshmen at Stanford University and the author of the book, How to Raise an Adult. And all through the school year, we're following a group of high school seniors through the highs and lows of getting into college and helping them demystify and depressurize the process. Today, our team of veteran admissions officers and college counselors are answering some of your questions. These are from students and parents like you. Listeners who call into our voicemail or send us voice memos with specific questions. In a moment, we'll weigh in on whether OK grades in AP classes trump great grades in regular classes. But first, here's a voice memo we received from a 10th grader. Hi, I'm Christina, and I'm a sophomore at Rosal Park High School in New Jersey. I'm enrolled in a special program at my high school called SciTech Prep. It's basically a program that's completely STEM and architecture-based, with little room for deviation. One of the colleges that I'm very, very serious about is Emerson College in Boston. And my question was, how do I appeal to a college like Emerson that is so narrowly majored when my own high school career has been so narrowly centered in something completely different? Thank you for your time. We asked our expert Amy Young to answer Christina's question. Amy is the Director of College Counseling at Avenues, New York, an independent school. Christina, this is a great question. Thank you for calling in. So first, let's take this question by thinking about how colleges are going to look at your application, particularly a college that focuses fairly narrowly, as you mentioned. And in the case of Emerson, they focus on arts and communication. But also any college such as an engineering school, an art school, um, institutes of technology, business colleges would be asking similar questions, which is, here is a student who is committing themselves to study in a very particular vein. Is this student aware of what they are committing to? If you have not done anything previously in arts or communications, they will be wondering if you know what you are signing up for. They might look for evidence of your interests and your background. They can also look at your extracurricular activities, how you have chosen to spend your summers, um, just to make sure that you know what you're signing up for. Now, Christina, for you in particular, I would encourage you not to think about your curriculum as limiting in the sense that it's very possible for you as a sophomore to make choices that will allow you to be appealing to a place like Emerson. For example, I'm not sure if you're interested in arts or communications, but are you involved with the school newspaper? Are you involved with theater productions? How are you spending your summers to explore these areas of interest that you have? Um, I would also encourage you to feel a little bit more empowered by your curriculum. Um, There are a lot of ways that STEM courses focus on things that Emerson will be very interested in. For example, Emerson has a strong focus on creativity in the classroom, science courses, labs, any sort of interdisciplinary work you might be doing oftentimes relies a great deal on exercising your creativity, on exercising the practice of science and math 
in creative ways. And these are things that you could take the time to actually articulate in your application to Emerson that would make you a very desirable candidate. That was one of Getting In's experts, Amy Young. Christina, I'll just add this. You're interested in Emerson for a reason. When you apply to Emerson, just be clear about why it is you know that that school is a great fit for you. Here's another question from Rebecca in Florida. Hi, this is Rebecca from Florida. I wanted to ask a question I've heard often, but I've not received a good answer for. Is it better to get A's in an honors class or B's in an AP class to be getting into college? My daughter attends a very competitive high school. She's a junior. She's been a straight-A student so far, freshman and sophomore years. But some of her friends have chosen to take easier classes this year in order to guarantee they get A's, where my daughter stayed in much more advanced classes, but we're not expecting her to get straight A's throughout the year, knowing the rigor of the courses. What do you think? Thanks. So, Rebecca, this is also a great question. The A versus B question comes up every year. Um, Anything we can do in this podcast to try to debunk that would be great. I would like to encourage you to think about this as being a false dichotomy. Rarely in practice does this come down to a student getting an A in a quote-unquote regular course versus a B in a more advanced course. Uh, It's oftentimes much more complicated than that, and by breaking it down into this sort of dichotomy, I think it really clouds the discussion and it, it clouds students' judgment on the question. I think a better way to think about this is that colleges are going to be expecting and looking for students to be challenging themselves appropriately. And part of what that appropriately means is that they will be looking for students to exercise good judgment. They don't want students overloading themselves. Um, They also don't want students taking an easy path. And they will come to that judgment, that assessment of a student's curriculum, looking at the entire application. How involved is this student? How many commitments do they have outside of school? What does their testing look like? Uh, They're going to be looking at teacher recommendations and teacher recommendations suggesting that a student um, in a quote-unquote regular course um, might be excelling beyond their peers might make them wonder if this student would be better off in an advanced course. So again, I think the dichotomy is false, and I think it's more nuanced than that. And I would encourage your daughter, and I think it's great that your daughter is taking advantage of the more advanced coursework. Similarly, we would not want her taking so many advanced courses that her overall performance suffers. Rebecca's question is a good one. I certainly hear it all the time. The reality is that some of the most highly selective schools will answer that question, why, yes, we want you to get A's, but we also want you to have taken the most rigorous classes. For many kids, that is a false dichotomy, as Amy has said. Here's what I have to say on the subject. As parents, as educators, we want our kids to be stretched in their academic experience. So place your kid in the class that offers that opportunity for an intellectual stretch. Be less concerned about the actual grade that comes and be confident that when they're stretched academically and intellectually, it's really building a set of intellectual skills and mindsets that will serve them well wherever they go to college. When the time comes, if they don't have all A's in the most challenging classes, some colleges may say, you're not for us, but that's okay. There are plenty of colleges who will say, you've worked hard, you've challenged yourself, we'd like to have you on our campus. 
We love hearing from you, and we want to hear from more students and parents. Our experts will continue to answer your questions. So send us an email, or better yet, a voice memo, to gettingin@slate.com, Or you can call our hotline and leave a message. That number is 929-999-4353. Again, that's 929-999-4353. Every few weeks, we're producing longer episodes of Getting In that focus on one particular aspect of the admissions process. Our next one, coming in October, explores the essay writing process. Okay, okay, okay. So it's almost the essay as a whole would be more directed towards this happened and I am this sort of person. More positive. We'll hear the advice Alessandra got on her draft essay from our expert Steve LeManager. There are some aspects of it, like like your, your metaphor of the compass. Right. Wonderful. Steve is the president of Advice Princeton, a college advising firm. And he's a former director of admission at Princeton. Certainly go with that, because if you go with that idea of the compass and how to navigate your life and when life knocks you down, etc., as, as you talked about in your essay, that gives the reader something to hold on to. And that metaphor is vivid for them because they, they know that you've had a life that's taken you off course. Mm-hmm. And there's something about you that gets you back on course. We'll find out what admissions officers want to see in an essay. And we'll talk about how the process of writing the essay can help students discover who they really are and what's important to them. And that's it for this episode. You can keep up with us and find out more about our experts and teens at slate.com slash getting in. And please leave us a comment in iTunes. It helps other people discover the show. Getting In is a production of Slate and Panoply Media. Michelle Siegel is our producer. Production help from Barry Finkel. Our executive producer is Laura Mayer. Panoply's chief content officer is Andy Bowers. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Julie Lifcott-Hames, and I hope you'll join us next time on Getting In. Getting In is sponsored by Audible.com. Audible has more than 180,000 audiobooks. You can download them and access them on a bunch of different devices, on iPhones, Android, Kindle, or pretty much any other MP3 player. One book to try out from Audible is In Defense of a Liberal Education by Fareed Zakaria. Several governors have announced in recent years that they will not use taxpayer money to fund liberal arts education. Fareed Zakaria explains how this turn away from the liberal arts is a mistake. If you want to listen to In Defense of a Liberal Education or many other books, Audible has it. With more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word products, you'll find what you're looking for. Get a free audiobook and 30-day trial today by signing up at www.audible.com slash college. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash college.